Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Many people have a skewed idea of what love actually is. Some think it's tolerance and acceptance. But today, Pastor J.D. reminds us why that's not true. You don't let your kids do whatever they want without discipline. You have to teach them. In the same way, God loves you way too much to let you continue to walk in sin. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 19th, 2023. Athletes and sports. Now, if you'll kindly allow me to, I'll expound on this and the remaining three, but I do want to say this. We have many online members that are athletes, Uh, some of them professional athletes, and again, in and of themselves, not evil. However, Satan can use this and is using this. Many of you remember Buffalo Bills player DeMar Hamlin. He collapsed suddenly on the field after tackling Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins in the first quarter. The game was suspended and subsequently postponed by the NFL. And then you all saw the video of Hamlin being rushed to a Cincinnati hospital. And it was believed that he had suffered a sudden cardiac arrest. Well, recently, the 24-year-old Hamlin was interviewed on Good Morning America. And he was asked, and I quote, The question on so many minds is, what caused his heart to stop beating? You're 24, in peak physical condition, and can run circles around me right now. How did doctors describe what happened to you? Hamlin, after lengthy pauses, and I mean lengthy pauses, (laughs) which seemed like an eternity, responded this way. Pause. We're still pausing. Um, Pausing again. Pause. Still pausing. (laughs) No, for real. Watch the video. Um, That's something I want to stay away from. And then the interviewer, almost as if to be on script, on cue, just took it and ran, and all of a sudden it was like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) You want to stay away from that? Why? We all know why. Why won't you say it? I'll say it for you, because nobody wants to talk about it. It's because of the injection. That's why. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. 
It's all sponsored by Pfizer. You can't say that. Hamlin also made an appearance at the Super Bowl where he was met with a standing ovation along with the Buffalo Bills medical staff. And by the way, the the reason why this really hits home for us is because there was this movement. I mean, people were praying. They were praying on the field. And it seemed like the Christians, or so we thought, were all coming together, coming out of the woodwork, praying for Him. And then, I mean, God in His grace, it would seem, actually miraculously healed Him. And we want to stay far away from that. Where's any mention of, it was the grace of God that I'm sitting here before you today to be interviewed by you today. No, we stay away from that. Oh, but hey, uh, just, I'll be at the Super Bowl, and I'll be wearing a jacket. Bear with me. The front of which is seen here. Interesting jacket. Upon closer examination. The face on the front of the jacket is supposed to be Jesus. It's not the Jesus in the Bible, though. This is profane. It is blasphemous. It is a mockery. And this for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that Jesus is risen. He is no longer on the cross that Satan wants to keep him on. This is a mockery. You know what profane means? I think we misunderstand this word, the meaning of this word. To profane means to make common, to bring down to a common level, common ground. This is what this does. That's not my Jesus. That's a different Jesus. And I suppose we shouldn't be surprised that this is not the Jesus of the Bible, because the true Jesus of the Bible warned us about these false Christs. In fact, it would be a sign increasing in intensity and frequency in the last days like birth pains. In fact, it's the first thing Jesus says when he's asked by the disciples, what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And the first thing Jesus says is, don't be deceived. Many will come saying, that's Jesus. That's not Jesus. Oh, Jesus is over here. No, he's not. Oh, that's Jesus on Hamlin's jacket. No, it's not. These are false Christs. Enter this Super Bowl ad. You hear about this? Sponsored by this new movement, He Gets Us. Who's He? Jesus. So far, so good. But it's yet another promotion of another false Jesus and a false gospel, presupposing that there's even any gospel at all, which there's not. I'll save you the time. Yes, the true Jesus gets us, which is why he died for us, in order to save us from us. (laughs) In other words, Jesus loves us so much that He gets us, He gets us 
out of hell for eternity. But that's not this Jesus. This Jesus, he, he gets us. LGBTQ community. He gets us. Black Lives Matter at all. He's one of us. You've just profaned Jesus. You brought him down. Oh yeah, he's man, fully man, but he's fully God. But what you've done is you've stripped him of being fully God, and you brought him, profaned him, blasphemed him, and brought him down to the level of common man. He gets us. He's one of us. And then they leave it there. That's not Jesus. No, he does get you. And he does love you, by the way. In fact, he loves you so much that he was willing to die for you. And greater love hath no man that he lay down his life for another. Yeah, he gets you, but he loves you too much to leave you where you're at. He wants to save you. He wants to give you the Holy Spirit to indwell you, to change you from the inside out. See, and we talked about this on Thursday night, any, well, we talked about it more than just Thursday night. Anything that goes against the Word of God is incompatible with the Word of God, is not the Word of God. That should be a firm grasp of the obvious, right? I think it was last Sunday we were talking about it. It, it, When somebody says, and you got to always have the antennas go up, these are red flags. (laughs) When somebody says, hey, God showed me. Wow. Oh, I'm not worthy. (laughs) You know, God told me. Whoa. Yeah, God told me that I'm to live together with my boyfriend and not get married. I say, I don't know what God you're hearing from, but it's not the God of the Bible, because God will never contradict His Word. Well, He gets us though, and, and God told me that it's okay to be gay. Uh, it, well, yeah. Don't do this. This is, of course, hyperbole and hypothetical, but you're going to start having to rip some major pages out of the Word of God. It's even hard to even say it, let alone (laughs) think it. Throughout Scripture, I'm reminded, just real quick on this, because this is an issue, obviously. What Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, he goes through this list of sin, sexual immorality, homosexuality. And then he says, as were, past tense, some of you. But Jesus gets you and he got you out of that lifestyle. So that's no longer you. He delivered you out of that when you were saved. And now you have the regenerating power of the Holy Spirit indwelling you. As were some of you. But this is a this is the the world friendly the the yeah how do I say secret sensitive Jesus he's more plausible more amicable more amenable hey just kind of lighten up man hmm that's not the Jesus of the Bible well it's halftime how you doing time time for that. 
the halftime. It gets worse. Yeah. Time for the halftime show. Yay. No, not yay. Not yay. Not yay. Who's doing the performance? Rihanna. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Oh, and it's sponsored by Apple Music, whose logo has always been the fruit with a bite out of it from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, E-V-I-L, back in the book of Genesis. Now don't go throw away your Apple computers. <laughs> Again, neutral, but they can be used for evil. But what's meant for evil, God means for good. Now I want to draw your attention to a couple things about this performance, which this might be hard to believe, but it was actually tame in comparison to previous years. And some of you know what I'm talking about. Uh, some of these halftime shows have been just, I mean, are you kidding me? And isn't it interesting, and this should really be a litmus test of sorts, don't you find it interesting that it's always blasphemous against Jesus? I mean, Madonna, if she's still fully human, she needs Jesus, okay? But all of her performances are so blasphemous, a depiction so grotesque of the Last Supper. It is such blasphemy, and it's so satanic. Why, pray tell, is it always Jesus? Why can't we be an equal opportunity God offender? Let's can we just have a Super Bowl performance halftime against Muhammad? Was that too much? I'm just trying to put it into perspective here. No. It's, it's, it's always Antichrist against Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is God. And Satan hates God, hates the creation of God. Then, I mean, seriously, when I say this was tame, I really mean in comparison to some of these other halftime shows. Even the Olympic opening ceremonies, have you seen some of these over there? Don't watch them, please. I'm thinking 2012 was one of the most demonic opening ceremonies you could ever imagine. And a glorified Satan. Well, first thing I want to point out is, though it's somewhat obscured, She's wearing a belt with a pentagram on it, and of course a very red devil outfit. Uh, second, and this is not coincidence, <laughs> at exactly the 13.03 minute mark in a 13 minute video, which is a significant number in Satanism, she makes the pyramid sign. Now, You've probably seen politicians. President Trump always makes this, by the way. I said I wasn't going to expound on politicians, but he always sits like this. This is not, first of all, it's not even that natural. I'm, I got carpal tunnel doing it right now. It's deliberate. It's a symbol. They place a lot of emphasis on symbols. This is the pyramid. This is the Illuminati. This is 33rd degree masonry. This is as satanic as it gets. And the number 33, very significant, more significant than the number 13 in Satanism. And by the way, 33, 3 plus 3 is 6, number of man. But here's why I believe it's 33. 
That was the age of our Savior when He was crucified. It's also the percentage of the angelic host who was cast out of heaven when Lucifer exalted himself. A third, 33. I might as well, I'm already uh, Disneyland. Uh, Oh no, you didn't. Oh yes, I did and I am. Walt Disney, first of all, was a pedophile. Underneath Disneyland, they have the 33 Club. Walt Disney was a full-on 33rd degree Mason and a Satanist. Okay, so have a nice afternoon. (laughs) This will, I hope, make sense here in a moment. Also, let me just, this is parenthetical. The official UN logo has 32 rectangles including a circle within it, making it 33. And both of those leaves on the side, 13 leaves on each side. Is that a coincidence, you think? It's absolutely not a coincidence. Last thing, last but not least, the singer, along with others, all in white, are on what appear to be UFOs, suspended in the air. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Well, it actually ties into number six, staged wars and events. Doubtless you've heard about the recent uptick in UFOs and the U.S. military's response of shooting them down to the tune of four in just nine days. You heard about this? I won't spend a lot of time on this except to say that UFOs and aliens are, for the most part, demons. And they have a twofold purpose. First, to explain away the rapture as an alien abduction. And second, to unite the whole world together under the Antichrist after the rapture. As with these UFOs, so too is this true with what's being dubbed as spy balloons. I only mention it here because it fits in with the narrative of fear. These are staged events, and they serve the same evil purpose of uniting the world under a false savior of the world, a.k.a. the Antichrist. Way back on September 21st, 1987, Then President Ronald Reagan, in his address to the 42nd session of the United Nations General Assembly in New York City, stated, and I quote, Can we and all nations not live in peace? In our obsession with antagonisms of the moment, we often forget how much unites all the members of humanity. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bond. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? What could be more alien to the universal aspirations of our peoples than war and the threat of war. Oh my goodness, interesting choice of words. 
That is almost verbatim exactly what Jesus said in the aforementioned prophecy in Matthew 24. Likening all of these things to birth pains in increasing frequency and intensity. And that's exactly what's happening. As you might imagine, the recent interest in UFOs has also triggered a renewed interest in what's known as Project Bluebeam, which according to one verified source is, quote, reported to be a conspiracy theory introduced by Canadian investigative journalist Sergei Monast. The theory claims that members of the Pentagon, NASA, and the United Nations were collaborating on a plan to simulate a fake alien invasion and staged return of Jesus Christ using hologram projections. In doing so, he asserted, they would eliminate all traditional religions, including Christianity, to make way for a one world religion, as well as to abolish national pride, national identities, and family as it is known today. According to the theory, there are four distinct steps to Project Blue Beam's execution. Number one, the breakdown of all archaeological knowledge via earthquakes. Number two, a mammoth-style light show and hologram simulating Christ's return in what we know as the rapture. Number three, telepathic thought control by the Antichrist. And number four, listen to this, a simulated alien invasion beginning in the year 2024, or maybe sooner. That's now. Hmm. Oh, right on schedule. Hmm. Hmm. I had a brother locally here in the fellowship help me out with this. And he did some research on this, and after several hours he found this document titled, An Operational Analysis for Air Force 2025. On page 128 of this downloadable PDF file, which we have a link to along with everything else, the actual document, section 5.6, Airborne Holographic Projector, under, quote, brief description states, and I quote, the holographic projector displays a three-dimensional visual image in a desired location removed from the display generator. The projector can be used for psychological operations, psyops, and strategic perception management. It is also useful for optical deception, delusion, and cloaking, providing a momentary distraction when engaging an unsophisticated adversary. Oh, I'm an unsophisticated adversary, I guess. Oh, it's to deceive and distract. That's what this is for. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, 
Take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.